Hi, and welcome to SheQuest Podcast, a radio show that will help you not only claim your awareness around the concept of power, body, beauty, voice, and the arts of your life, but truly embody it. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. You are here to widen your lens on the unfiltered and uncurated conversation we have in my SheQuest membership program. And best yet, you'll get real life, tangible tools to stay real and true to you. Each season, we will interview incredible, knowledgeable guests and You'll educate and uplift as we strive to live whole and not perfect. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. This is a series of shows about female entrepreneurship, beautifully curated female-owned brands on a mission. I wanted to highlight small businesses and most importantly, the passionate and fiery women who run them, how they got where they got and why they do what they do. You are in for a treat. Let's dive in with today's guest. I'm so excited to have Alyssa here from Lightwater. She lives in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia with her fiance. He's a designer of 10 years, a lifelong creator, and now is following your love of health and energetic wellness with the new endeavor, as I said, Lightwater, which launched at the end of August 2020. Alyssa has been drawn to essential oil and aromatherapy since childhood, so this was a, a natural direction to her to follow as a way to ease her own stress, promote better sleep, and deepen her own practices and rituals. This soon became a full-fledged passion, spending years learning what each oil does, how they pair together, blending oils, and studying constituents. It soon became clear, yes, that this is not just a hobby, it is light water. Alyssa's on a journey to empower women to heal their energetic bodies, and it's not... It's not a new thing. Everybody lo- know I love essential oils. I can't wait to talk to you, Alyssa. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast. Hi, how are you? So good. So good to have you here. Thank you. Yay. I ask, I always ask the same question to begin the podcast with, and it's just how, you know, what makes you feel alive today? I feel like that's a loaded question this year. <laughs> Which makes it so good Um, because a year ago I would have said something so different. And I think uh, today showing up right now, it's really the small things. It's just, you know, waking up every day, feeling my bed, feeling that safety, you know, being in the same space with my partner and not taking anything for granted. So those small things just that make you feel good. Mm. Yeah, like really kind of getting back to the root of it all. And, you know, I'd love to say like traveling or doing all of those things, but the reality is that isn't here. So we have to find the life you know, the life in every, in every morning. And for me, it's the small things right now. Mm-hmm, totally. And you know, so actually you're the first person that said what made them feel alive was their bed. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, 
yeah, I mean, you kind of said there in the, in the intro about sleep, and that's been such an important part of my life because sleep does not come easy for me. My brain runs a million miles a minute, and I've now been able to transform my bed, not from a not being a place of anxiety and a place that I don't want to go to, um, but a place that I, I actually feel safe and makes me feel really good. Oh, I love that. And I really, I want to dive into your work, obviously, with mm. light water. That's like, I was so excited when I was like, oh my goodness, it's right here in Dartmouth. Yeah. I, want, I want to talk to you about that, but I do want to know, like, it's really nice to know just, um, just if you want to just tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, who you are, kind of how, you know, how you got where you got today, a bit, you know, personally and professionally, I know mm-hmm. you've been at, you were a designer before and here at Cheek West, we call it, you know, your evolving, ever evolving kind of she story as if there was kind of anything that's, you know, happened in your life that, yeah, again, just led you to where you are working in wellness and uh, with women, you know? I mean, you said it, it's ever evolving. And I truly believe that I am, I encompass that saying. And I guess it it all, it all started when uh, I was growing up an only child with a single mother. And that really taught me how to be independent and kind of make my own fun in a way. So, you know, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and those were a lot of my best, looking back, my best childhood memories was spending time with them. And they were always outside gardening and just taking care of their home. And that's something that has stuck with me up until being an adult. I'm probably why I was so drawn to being a designer, being a cancer, um, you know, astrologically of a cancer. And I really love taking care of my home and taking care of my space. And it feels like a natural thing to take care of other people's spaces and to create space for them. Um, one of my, Mm. one of my love languages is acts of service. So it just sort of came together as this thing like, Oh yeah, you're supposed to be a designer. You, You can't see my air quotes, but air quotes are unsupposed to be. Yeah. That was something I really dived into right out of high school. So it's been over a decade of being a designer and my last few years really revolved around losing that identity that I placed on myself as a designer and then going through the process of not knowing who I am or what I am yet without that label that I placed on myself for such a long time and really learning how to be me and, and who I am. Yeah, it sort of evolved. It's, it's, I, I have to pause because there's been just so much that's happened since then. Um, I don't really know if I'm making sense right now, but uh... you are, you are, Alyssa. <laughs> and like you were, as you said, you were a designer. And then how, like, just tell me when, like, your like when you had an inkling that you would, like, you know, essential oils would become such a big part of your life. Yeah, they really became a big part of my life right from childhood. And I, I kind of comes back to spending time with my grandparents. I remember being in their bathroom, and I was probably anywhere from seven to 13. I can't remember the exact age. And they had a couple bottles of tea tree oil in their cabinet. And they just didn't really think anything of them. I think a friend brought them back from Australia or something like that. 
And I remember grabbing them and smelling it and just feeling alive. Like there was just something about it that spoke to me energetically. I put it in my bath when I had a bath that night. Like I put probably put way too much in there and I, it just like clung to me. And my mom was like, oh my God, you stink. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so like cleansing too. Yeah. Like it was probably way too much, but I was just playing. And I think that's just been the whole process of my life is just creating, playing, seeing what works for me. And it really started there in childhood up until you know, in more recent years, really diving into it from a energetic perspective of a self-care, you know, coming at it from a more intellectual perspective that I understand that this can help me in certain ways. I think this, it it kind of stems also from a place uh, where I was at in 2016. And again, it was being a designer and that unfolding of an identity and it transforming into something else. And it was my last job being employed for someone else. I was a designer at a firm here in Halifax. And it was the all the things that make a job bad. It was a toxic office environment. And oh, just reliving it right now. My brain is a lot. So it's a toxic, uh, like a toxic office environment. It was being underpaid and working way too much. If you were leaving for the day or the weekend and you weren't taking your laptop with you, you were doing something wrong. You were supposed to work on the weekend. And I just was not happy. And I I ended up seeing an osteopath who, um, fortunately for the people in Wales, but unfortunately for us, they moved back to Wales. I, I went to see an osteopath. And I don't remember exactly the words that he said to me, but He said something along the lines of, if you don't take control and ownership of your own happiness, the best you're going to get is a diagnosis for fibromyalgia. I had severe fatigue, constant headaches. I was always exhausted and just overall unhappy in my body, in my life, period. And when he said those things to me, I burst into tears. Not not because he was being mean or anything like that. It was just, I was... I was hearing it fully and I was recognizing that it was so true for me. Yeah. And about a month later, I quit my job. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I sort of connected with someone that I had worked with a little bit that I had worked that I'd worked with a little bit quite a few years ago. And I did framing plans for a panelized wall company for the better part of a year as a way to pay the bills and to just get it done as I was connecting and networking with other people here in Halifax. And all at the same time, I was in a relationship that I was not happy in at all. Um, And it became really clear then that it wasn't going to be a supportive relationship. And it was really hindering me. I felt like I was on this upward trajectory of becoming myself, who I truly am and I'm supposed to be in this world. And they just, we weren't speaking the same language anymore. So January, 2016, left my job. June of that year, I left that relationship and completely just upheaved my life and was so committed to removing all of the things that were not serving me and really focusing on serving myself and making space for the things that were actually supposed to be in my life. 
part of that was starting to read, you know, all these different books. Um, The Untethered Soul is one that comes to mind right now and really putting into perspective what you're actually supposed to be doing with your life, which I'm sure your community knows all about and is totally in it as well as much as, as, excuse me, as I am. And uh, part of that was also playing with self-care, which included essential oils, making my own products, you know, just really diving into the DIY stuff, which I still do all the time now, but my recipes are much more refined. (sighs) Uh, much better. Um, and yeah, just, it, it really revolved around making space for myself. And I started just being a freelance designer. I was working nonstop. So I really didn't remove, I, I removed the toxic office environment from my previous job, but I didn't remove the working all the time or anything like that. Uh, I also didn't mind working at first because I was it was for me and I was taking ownership of it and I was helping people. It was also feeding that ego part of myself that I hadn't quite come to terms with yet. It really, it took until 2018, the summer of 2018, which is the year that I met my um, current partner, my fiance. He is a red silk carpenter, was the foreman of one of my design projects. It took until that summer of me taking on 20 plus projects at once which is way too much work and getting to the point of being completely burnt out to really take a step back. And I didn't even voluntarily take the step back. My body, my mind, my soul was just had enough, shut down. I became really not sick, but physically or anything like that. But mentally, I teetered on the point of depression for a little while. and. Yeah, it just it took me to a really bad place and that's when I really dove into the self-care stuff and learned my rituals and learned what actually fills me up. I think I look at it as a point of my my ego just kind of burst. It took it, it just it had so much and so much and so much and I burnt out to the point where my ego just was lying on the floor, had nothing left and I had to rebuild it from a good place that could last, that had longevity and filled me up all the time and wasn't at a place where I needed to be filled up by other people. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I I love to start with this question because I'm just fascinated about, you know, I've done so many interviews uh, over the past year and I can always seem to connect, you know, your story with, you know, your, what you're doing now, like as a, we almost to heal, you know, you found your own ways to heal. And like, now you're sharing what helped you with the Mm -hmm. world from this place of, you know, from this place of pain in a way, you know, from this place of, um, you know, you, you know, you know, you seem to talk about burnout and just like, you know, and also like, you know, that self-aware be like, okay, this is toxic. Yeah. (laughs) And I need to get myself out. And like, just, I love, you know, almost these little tick in the, in the row where it's like, you met the osteopath and you met this and then it's like, okay, hi, and I, you know, and it's not like a, okay, 
the, today you woke up, it's like a, a nice unfold. You know, it took yeah. you two years to really kind of align to a path that felt, you know, that felt true. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I look back now and I can see these little points along the path where these, I don't know, it's almost like shaman came forward and said these little nuggets of wisdom. And I heard it, but I didn't really hear it. And it took a little while before something just had to happen. I mean, you never hear of people doing, I mean, maybe it's, it happens, but the people that I'm mostly drawn to who create and do such amazing things, they had a moment in their life when it was, you know, I need to do something now or I'm going down a path that I can foresee is not going to be the right one for me. And what makes me upset is when, especially women, we see these things lying in front of us, but we don't choose ourselves. We choose the comfort of a bad relationship, which can be very comfortable to live in that space because it's what we're used to and what we know. Uh, And I'm so grateful to my old self for for choosing me, I'm going to start crying, Um, for choosing me and for knowing that I'm here for so much more than working for someone else than, which there's nothing wrong with working for someone else, but it's just not my path. And for knowing that I'm supposed to be connecting with other people and I'm supposed to be sharing something. And I'm also supposed to be getting so much more out of it than a nine to five and coming home and being in a relationship with someone that I don't have a lot in common with anymore and don't, don't want to spend time with. And yeah, it, it really saddens me to know that some people, some people don't choose themselves. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, I love what you said, because like, I feel a lot of like what you talk about, it's like, okay, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. But like from inside, (laughs) Exactly. And, like, it's- and also, yeah. And also, but also that you said, like, I love that you said, but I, I thank my whole old self, like, because I think that's the part that it's like, because of her, you, you survived all this all along, you know, and you needed to do all the steps that you needed to do. Like, thank you. Thank you. And now I can let like, go and kind of like, you know, move on and, and, and thrive, you know, no, like, thank you. Thank you, old me. You know, <laughs> I love that. All the time. I kind of think of it as looking at photos of yourself from a couple years ago and no, you know that it's you, but you don't recognize yourself in that person anymore. To me, that is the stamp of self-growth. You've transcended your old self so much that you know that it's you but if you didn't know that based on the people around you and the setting, you might not recognize yourself. I love it. That's, that's going to be the stamp of self-growth. <laughs> Amazing. That is, I just found the title of our, of our episode. So Perfect. good. For those of you who know me, know that I am obsessed with flowers, but also essential oils. I was flipping out so excited when I came aware of Lightwater Essential Oil Blend Company right here in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. The bottle is so pretty and there's so many ways to use each blend. From the energetics of chakra work, meditation, or daily uses in headache relief, 
deeper sleep support or to tap into a creative space. There's so much to explore and a blend for everyone. My current faves are the Create and Power Blend, but my house will definitely smell a winter woods during the holidays. Light Water is offering the SheQuest community a whopping 20% discount on all regular price items. Go to Instagram or the website lightwatereo.ca, that's lightwatereo.ca, and use she at checkout for a 20% discount. Again, that's capital C-H-E to explore these blends yourself. Happy holidays! All right, so just taking a different direction, just tell us, you know, tell us the benefits and tell us why, like, I mean, I'm obsessed. I, you don't need to convince me. <laughs> um, but why, you know, why would one want to, like, just start kind of dabbling in essential oil? And, you know, you said it's helped your sleep. And so I use it before my yoga practices, like, all the time and in the studio and help me create. Um, but, yeah, tell, tell me your story with that. And the benefits. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that you love essential oils. That makes me so happy. And yeah, I mean, yoga is such a great place to to use them. They have been used for thousands of years in reality. That's just how how ancient this tradition of using essential oils are and, and u- utilizing plant parts. And I think in history, people like Cleopatra are probably your most well-known source of someone who used essential oils and just in Egyptian tradition as well they would use myrrh oil for embalming um mummies and they were used a lot by the Romans for um their soldiers who would go off to war they would use them in healing practices and while I do all of these things myself in my own life with healing practices I really love to focus on the energetic properties of them and how they can connect to the energetic body, which is how light water sort of began here um, through, this is how uh, light water began, which was to create blends that connect to the different body chakras. So the original collection came root to third eye And it wasn't until just last month that we released the crown oil blend, which is actually called Ritual, uh, just in honor of all of the rituals that I create for myself in my own daily life. And the reason that I wanted to do that is each chakra, if you're familiar with them, even if you're not, um, you can kind of hone into a certain energy center in your body, and that will have physical elements of it as well. So all these different blends you can use in daily life. Even when I knew I was going to be speaking with you right now for a while, I put my breathe blend on, which is associated with the throat chakra, just to help energize that area, bring awareness to it, bring my intention to my voice as well. And I also have my strength blend on, which is on my feet and my lower back to help feel grounded and safe and secure. So you're not, you know, I'm not having anxiety or anything like that in this moment. I feel very grounded and can express myself clearly. Uh, There's also other uses, like when I go to sleep every night, the rest blend, I 
kind of rub all over my solar plexus. It's it's connected to the solar plexus from the way that I use it. And that might not make sense to a lot of people at first that you would create or associate a restful blend with your source of power. And the way that I interpret it is you want to allow the ego to rest and calm that down so that the body and the mind and the soul can rest as well. And that comes from my own personal experience of, you know, my brain constantly going and going and going and feeling this sense of energy, almost like a restlessness that I couldn't calm down at night. And I find that just the blend of oils in that it just helps soothe me so much. And uh, one of the telltale signs for me that it worked is I gave it to a friend of mine who's actually a man and is not connected to the same things that I am whatsoever. He is a high functioning business owner uh, here in Halifax as well. And when he said to me a week later, I've never slept better. I knew that it was it. And yeah, I find like everything you say, like I can completely just relate, you know, everything you say. I've been, you know, working with the chakras, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know in a more like, you know, yogic kind of perspective. But um, when I started using oils, and I think I think it's one of those things where like you need just like yoga for them to work, you need to try them. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to, um, and then, you know, it's like down the line. So like, for example, one of my first thing that I've done with oils, like for, it was put them under my feet mm-hmm. uh, and like, it, and uh, the thing with oils too, it's like, you don't have to wait. Like it's kind of like, no, it's amazing. And the, I mean, your feet is an amazing place to put them because I mean, if you look at reflexology, there's the direct connection to the internal organs through the feet. Your feet have a great way of absorbing a lot as well, as well as releasing. What I love so much about essential oils is that they have a direct connection to your brain. They go right through the blood-brain barrier, through the olfactory system. They're hitting the amygdala and they're having a direct relationship with the nervous system. And that's why something like lavender with linalol being the main constituent is going to have such a almost instantaneous relaxing effect on your body because it does happen within seconds. Lavender, like I want to, I want the community to understand just how powerful that is. I've had so many stories with lavenders and I mean, let's be honest, like good and bad. Yeah. (laughs) Not everyone like loves lavender. No, no, no. um, Uh, Honestly, I only have lavender in one of my blends and it's not that I don't like lavender. Uh, It's just overused and I'm, I'm kind of spiteful that way. Like I, as a kid, I did not read Harry Potter. I still do not have an iPhone and it's just because it's too trendy and everyone else does it. And I want to do my own thing. So good. But I was going to say though, with lavender, um, just cause it's such, you know, so widespread mm-hmm. and stuff. one of my friends, you know, it had always, always stayed with me. She said when her mother was at the end stage of her cancer, it was the only thing giving her relief and so I, 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 I do want the community to realize, like, we're, we're not talking about, like, voodoo, like, thing. Like, oils are actual, they're very medicinal. Yeah, and highly. Yeah, highly. And for me, like, 
because I'm such a visual creature, you know, when I really started kind of a relationship with them, you know, I, you know, I, for me, visually, like, I amplify in the magic of my life, you know, through what I what I look at, right? So I'm such an image-driven person. But then when I found the oils, I was like, oh my God, this is amplifying the magic of the way I smell things. Like it's just another yeah. way to wake up my senses, right? 100%. Make- I myself am I'm such a sense-driven person myself. Yeah. And I think once you make that oh my, like, oh, this is wonderful. Like it's waking me up and like, not just like, it's a full spectrum thing. Right. And you smell and the smell is like one of the oldest, if not the oldest, you know, uh, sense in a way, like right where I think it's like the back of your brain. Maybe you can even like explain that to us. It's so the way that the olfactory system works is when you smell something, you have receptors on the inside of your nose. And it's almost like, since you're a visual person, I'll, I'll explain it that way. It's almost like a lock and a key. So they each fit into them. And it's, did you ever watch, or maybe your kids watch, um, The Magic School Bus? Yes! So I remember this from being a kid. Again, I'm a visual person, so I remember watching it, where they went inside of one of the classmates' noses, and they were explaining the olfactory system and how there's like little receptors for scent. And that is exactly how it works. <laughs> and I still always come back to the magic school bus for some reason. Um, so there's millions and millions and millions of them in our own human nose. And then if you look at some, like an animal, like a dog or basically any other, hu- or any other animal besides a human, because we actually don't have the best sense of smell in comparison, they've got far more receptors in their nose. Uh, and that is part of our you know, reptilian brain, uh, our oldest part of our brain. And it's that amygdala. Um, I don't, we don't necessarily need to dive into all of the science on it, but um, it, it is such a direct connection to the, mostly your nervous system when you're smelling something and your spinal column, which comes down your whole body and it interacts with your entire body as well. Um, yeah, it's so fascinating. And then there's also the use of topical application. So the way that I make my products with light water is I do the diffuser blends, which is 100% pure oil that you can use in your diffuser. You can use, you know, in your bath and salts, you can kind of world's your oyster. You can play and, and create with, with them yourself. And then I also do the wellness rollers, which is pre-diluted essential oils to 5%, which is good for the regular everyday person um, to use throughout the day. And when you apply something topically, the essential oils are so small that they can actually get through our skin barrier directly into our bloodstream. And Plus minus 20 minutes is usually what it takes for an essential oil to get from your skin and show up in your cells, which is so fascinating to me that it can just show up in every cell of your body. So when you are putting oils on the bottom of your feet, say you're putting something on there before your yoga class or before you go to bed at night, it will take 20 minutes for that oil to show up in your hands and in your face and all these different areas. 
Um, so you're really getting the benefits no matter where you put it on is what I say. How is that? Like for me, it's so, it's been very empowering, like not only for my ritual and my well-being, but um, for my kid, for my kid who like he, <laughs> he calls them like mommy's oils, you know, like I'll like, and I'll dilute them with like a little coconut water to make sure it's not too strong for him. But like you know, to have that in your back pocket. Like I have an oil for everything, for like menstrual cramp, for like anxiety, for sleeping, for like, like you have these device that you have that's completely, completely natural, completely, you know, like, I mean, it's such a great tool to, to have, you know, in your, your back pocket instead of taking Advil or this and that, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier with how long essential oils have been used that I disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be one on TV or play one on TV or anything like that. But, um, just based on my own research, I call myself terminally curious because I need to dive into every element of something and I want to learn all about it. Celebrate your innate talents and radiance with gifts for the creative soul. Buy me your muse fairy, Estelle. Visually magic paper products that are proudly painted in coastal Cowboy, Nova Scotia and printed locally here in Halifax. This year, I made my third large wall calendar. It is published independently. Each month is bursting with flowers and butterflies to add a spark of magic to your life. And guess what? The Chicwest Planner is back in full force helping you plan, journal, exercise your creativity. This book is filled with your favorite sheet art and words. I swear, this planner is everything to help you live aware, bold, and whole. Both the Magic Garden Calendar and the Chicwest Planner are seasonal products. And once they are gone, they are gone. Order today at www.estellethompson.com slash paper slash shop or simply copy paste the link from your show notes. Happy holidays. Allopathic medicine, like Western medicine, originated through the use of plant oils, through essential oils. And what they would do is they understood that they did something. They had an effect on the body. And this was basically the beginning of, of modern science and modern medicine. They would isolate the constituents in the oil and take just that one element and it would have, you know, X effect on the body, which I find so fascinating and amazing as well. And of course, I feel like there is a time and a place for allopathic medicine 100%. It is a very important part of our culture and a resource that we have. But I personally find that if I have a cold or am feeling a little off, I would much rather gravitate to something that is not in necessarily an isolated constituent or something that might have side effects or interact poorly with my liver. And I would rather help my body come back to a sense of equilibrium by using something that has different constituents in it that are more holistic and they work together to amplify, which is where essential oil blends come in and can be so powerful. 
creating a synergistic blend, which basically means that you're taking different oils that have similar or slightly different constituents as their main components, and you're putting them together. And the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I I just love all that. You're so knowledgeable oh, too. Thank like, you. Like I feel like the whole Cleopatra thing. I feel I knew about this, but I didn't even know. Like I mean, you're totally right. Like like literally, like modern medicine started about like with like plant oils and. <laughs> Like literally go, I mean, we're a little going back to what it originally was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of my favorite, it's a little bit of a dark story, but one of my favorite stories to tell if someone doesn't quite understand. We're all about dark stories here. (laughs) Good. Um, When someone doesn't quite understand, I will usually tell the story of the Thieves Blend. Are you familiar with that story at all? No. Okay. So when you think of the, like the the thieves blend, which is usually different um, components of clove and lemon and black pepper and eucalyptus, rosemary, all of these different um, blends or oils will usually be in a thieves blend. And that started literally from thieves in the Middle Ages. It was uh, the time of the Black Plague. And again, I said it gets a little dark because Unfortunately, at that time, so many people were dying so fast, they didn't have the time and the capacity to properly bury them. So they would dig large holes and just have a burial pit of people. And thieves would go to those pits at night and they would steal um, gold teeth out of people's mouths. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little crazy, um, but they did that. And they eventually got caught. And the judge at the time, I'm not sure if their sentence was, you know, death or jail or whatever was seen as being the right, the right, uh, the right thing that should happen to them at that time or not. I, I, don't, I can't speak to that. But I know that the judge, what's the right word here? They, he kind of bargained with the thieves to lessen their sentencing if they were able to tell them how they survived and did not catch the black plague and the way that they did that was using things like clove and black pepper and rosemary and lemon and all of these oils that are known as being analgesic anti-inflammatory um antibacterial antimicrobial all of these oils known to have these properties and they would put them over their mouths and around their nose before they would go into these places to steal teeth. So that's that's the origin of the Thieves' Blend, which is so old. Uh, but it always makes me laugh. And it, it kind of puts into perspective for people sometimes. Yeah, completely. I love, I love these, the, I love this story. This is great. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, just to... Um... It's not a new thing, you know? I mean, sometimes I feel like, okay, oils are kind of like all like, it's like a buzz right now, but really they've been around for like, you know, if somebody, Alyssa, would come to you and just have no, completely no experience, it just wants to start kind of dabbling. Like, can you, I love getting really hands-on on on the podcast um, and just how, you know, just hands-on way we can start kind of today to make oils part of our daily lives, like this more like simplest, simplest way. And if I 
because I think of me, like when I just first started, I just had one or two like go-tos, you know? Yeah. So the, I try to make it as easy as possible with light water and, and the blends that I create. So I do create things to almost elicit different states and reactions in the body. And that's sort of shown through the names of them. So the root chakra is, uh, I've named that blend strength. The sacral chakra I've named create. Uh, solar plexus I've named rest. Heart is harmony. Throat is breathe. Third eye is intuition. And the crown is ritual. So I try to make it as literally as easy as possible. If you want to dive into something, you can just pick whatever name makes the most sense to you. You can open them up and smell them and follow, you know, what feels right for you in the moment from a day-to-day perspective, like just pop some in your diffuser and let it just hang out in your space with you and see how you interact with that. You can also use like a roller. Uh, If you want to get into just individual oils, it can be you know, a little trickier because you're not, uh, you're, you're just experiencing one scent at one time versus uh, a blend where you can interact with a bunch of different oils all at once. And again, like I was saying about the synergy, you're getting all of the benefits of them being together versus just the benefit of one specific oil. So say you were to have the lavender, like we talked about before, yes, you will feel much more relaxed and much more at ease. But if you were to have it in combination with um, cedarwood, ylang-ylang, and uh, helichrysum, which is one of my favorites, uh, which is uh, all our part of the rest blend, um, you know, you're going to get all of the restful, beautiful properties of a bunch of different oils and feeling very grounded from the cedarwood as well. And it's so, it's just such a beautiful way to interact with the oils when you can have them in combination. And it's about following your own intuition with them, you know, that third eye following what you feel is right for you in that moment. Yeah, that's great. And I just want to take us back to the kind of the more the business side of, of things, like how, because I know like you've just started this like back in August. I'm, and- yeah, it launched in August. I've been working on this since January of 2020. So it did take some time to develop d- during a pandemic. Maybe not the most ideal time to start a business, but it it was happening. Like light water, happening. light water was coming and there's nothing I could do about it. I just had to be along for the ride. Yes, I love that. And if they're like this, your story, I find your story so inspiring. And like, just from the, our first call together, I was like, oh, she's such a firecracker. I just love her so much. Would there be like anyone that's like starting, whether it be like an essential oil business or not, like any trick for starting your own female brand? Uh, yes. Right now, oh my right gosh. Now. I love this conversate. I love business. I love talking about strategy and it's, yeah, it's another passion of mine. So number one, like first things first, you need to be clear on your vision 100%. If you're not clear on the outcome that you're trying to create, I really don't feel like you can create it. And like you said for yourself, I'm also a visual person. I'm constantly visualizing things in my head. I'm putting them down on paper. I'm making mood boards and vision boards. And 
just trying to get it out of my head and into reality as fast as possible so that I can continue to be a creative person. So number one, get clear on your vision. You can then allow the universe to assist you in bringing in all of the things that you need to create. And then following that is find your people. So hopefully the universe is on your side and it's just kind of bringing that person on your Instagram feed or you randomly hear someone, you know, at the spa or wherever you're at these days, um, talking about someone that they know who is a graphic designer or helps with branding or anything like that. So finding your people, that was a humongous part of my own success was being able to be the creative director of my business, but knowing that I'm not a photographer, I am not a graphic designer, and I don't know how to build a brand book, and I don't know how to create a logo. And as much as I can talk about the vision of my brand, you really need that outside perspective sometimes to to take all the, the things that you say and to capture it and make something that represents your brand for you. And then lastly is showing up every single day, giving yourself grace and ease, but showing up as the best version of yourself as much as you possibly can to see that this comes through. And, you know, it just becomes that vision that you have. Like there's no greater feeling than being on the finish line and seeing all the hard work that you've done and knowing that that you showed up as best as you possibly could for it. Mm, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, another, I love all these tips. Another question I love to ask is, I love asking women, other women, and I think you've, I've heard you mention you did have a lot of rituals. So maybe perhaps share like just one, one of them that you do perhaps more on like a daily basis, uh, you know, to ground you and, um, uh, and maybe it has to do with your oils. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my life is just made up of rituals at this point. I feel like I have a ritual for everything. Um, I start my day. I usually get up quite early. Um, in the summertime, it's usually between 5 and 5.30. I just naturally wake up. In the wintertime, it's usually 6 to 6.30 because it's a bit darker and you just need more sleep this time of year. So I get up a bit early and I light candles and I burn some Palo Santo and I put my oils in the, in the diffuser for the morning. And it's not necessarily a specific oil, but I just kind of pick one that feels like it's right for that day. This morning was the Create Blend because I really went to tap into that creative spirit and right now I actually have rest on in the background. So everything's nice and calm um, in here right now. And I, I just start by making my bed. To be perfectly honest with you, that is my first ritual of every single day is making my bed, feeling that accomplishment of having the task done. And I just start tidying and taking care of my home. As I mentioned, that's a big part of like for me, how I care for myself. I care for my home and I show love through acts of service. So for me, it's a huge, I love you to myself by taking care of my space. I feel like started with your bed and we're ending the conversation with your bed. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> of course. I mean, sleep is so important. What, like what greater feeling is it in the world than to just crawl into your bed at the end of a day and just go, oh, I'm here. Yeah. 
So true. So true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last questions are just uh, quick answers. Like, uh, it's like kind of like a fire round. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you have a favorite mantra? I have two actually. So maybe I'm not ready for this quick fire. I have two favorite mantras. The first is aham prima, which means I am love. And that is part of my meditation that, uh, that I use that mantra for that. And then the other mantra is your reach should always exceed your grasp. Hmm. I've never heard that one. I have, I like I have no yeah. idea who originally said it. I've heard it a few different places and it's just stuck in my head and been this guiding force for me for everything that I create that I need to reach, reach, reach. And it needs to be further than what I can get my hand on. Yeah. Amazing. And do you have, oh my God, asking you if you have a favorite flower, that might be hard to answer. It's really hard. <laughs> I mentioned um, in the rest blend, the helichrysum, which is not very well known, but it is so beautiful. It's yellow. It's called everlasting. It's also called immortelle. It has such skin healing benefits it's very soothing to the body, very anti-inflammatory. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. It doesn't, you can grow it around here, but it really prefers dry, hot, long summers. So Italy, Albania, those, that's where it really thrives. What about a favorite book? And maybe, maybe you can tell us a favorite book on um, business or essential oil, maybe? Um. I have so many, but my book on essential oils are not pleasurable to read at all because they're literally textbooks. I'm, I said, I'm terminally curious and I love to just dive in to the nerdy stuff. So my books on essential oils are usually pretty thick, like 700 pages, probably not a good recommendation to others. Um, my, I don't have a ton of books on business, actually. Uh, the books that I always come back to that are my longtime, like over 10-year favorites are Eastern Body, Western Mind, and Wheels of Life by Anadia Judith. I'm not sure if you've heard of those before. Oh, yeah. I have them, yes. 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 Those are my holy grail. I always have them in my collection books. What about, are you a podcast listener? I am a podcast listener. I listen to so many. Obviously, I listen to SheQuest and am a huge fan of yours. Uh, Locally, I also listen to Embodied with Anne Bay. Um, And then I, again, kind of dive into the nerdier side of things. I love like biohacking and natural wellness. So I listen to The Doctor's Pharmacy uh, with Mark Hyman, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Um, School of Greatness, Lewis Howes, that's another one of my favorites. And um, oh, this is a great business uh, podcast is Earn Your Happiness uh, with Lori Harder. She's another firecracker. If you're not familiar with her, she's really, really fun. Cool. So many. Wow. So many I haven't heard too. Um, I listened to Lewis Owl. I like, I haven't for a while, but, uh, and he was a go-to and Anne has been on the podcast here. So I that's been love fun. her. <laughs> I too, same. Um, and then one last one is a favorite treat and it does, it can be food, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. If it was food, <laughs> olives, Freaking love olives. Oh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> They're such a guilty pleasure for me. My partner hates them, but I just always have jars of olives, like really good quality olives in the fridge. I could just yeah. sit down and eat a jar if I don't watch myself. My favorite treat though is my nighttime ritual. <laughs> and I religiously do this every night. If for some reason I can't, I miss it so much, which is an Epsom salt bath with essential oils um, I also use my red light for, you know, red light therapy. And I have that on after my bath while I'm doing my skincare and gua sha routine. And again, ending with the bed, crawling into my bed with my sleep music and the relax blend on just sets me up for the best night of sleep ever. Okay. So I thought I'm like this like queen of ritual, but I think I just found somebody that outdoes me. You? No, 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 no. I'm sure. We're, we're equally matched. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and then my last question, and it's totally a, a loaded one, but it's one that's come up lately for me as like we're going through this major shift, you know, globally with all everything that's happening. And, you know, it kind of started making me think like it's almost like a new world we're creating, you know, and like, I'd love to know what you wish for kind of what we're creating right now with, you know, especially for, for women. Yeah, you said it. Loaded question. <laughs> um, so to preface this, this is always my New Year's resolution, and it has been for many years, is to live a life with more grace, ease, love, and understanding. And I think that encompasses what I want to see in the world. And I really hope that that's what we're building. Mm, I think so. You said it so well. Ah, Miss Alyssa, where can we find you and how can we support you? Uh, I am mostly over on Instagram and my Instagram handle is pretty simple. It's lightwatereo.ca, which is also the website. Um, yeah. If you want to come check me out over there, I am always posting stuff, trying to get better at the face to camera on stories and kind of breaking through that barrier. So you might yeah. be able to see me over there actually. Um, and I'm also just so happy to be offering all of the SheQuest community a 20% discount off of the Lightwater products on our website. Uh, if they want to go check them out, it's code SHE, capital S-H-E. And yeah, you guys can dive in and Maybe make and make case, this a part of your and, life. Amazing. And in case you didn't know this, I mean, I don't just love essential oils. I'm just obsessed with them. And I cannot wait for you to try light water. Um, I'm just everything that I've tried from you, Alyssa, is just like completely high quality and just superb. So I want I want to congratulate you on putting this out in the world and on like really living your dream. And it's such such a, a delight to get to know you and have you here on the SheCraft podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Estelle. Can I ask what your favorite blend is so far? Oh my God. So uh, I've been with the, it's called Strong or Strength. Strength yeah. Roller. Literally, if I could bath in Strength, I think take a bath and strength so that's been my weekly one and then I love the create yeah I like create has been I've been putting it in the diffuser and then um 
the new one you have, I'm I'm butchering your names, but it's the wood one. Is it the the green one? Oh, the that is just for the winter. It's winter woods. Yeah, yes. so winter woods. That's going to be like our holiday blend at the house. Yeah, yeah. That's ex- oh, I love that one so much. It was truly for me inspired by all of the things that I seek out and buy every single year, which is candles and stuff like that that smell like this because I don't have a real tree or anything like that in my home. Um, so yeah, I really want to just create something that people want to come to uh, to make their home feel really cozy during the winter. Yeah, so much goodness coming out of you. And I feel we're going to be collaborating even more in the new years. I want to keep you really close to me. I like to keep the firecrackers close to me. I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay, take good care on this. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.